You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right. Action-packed show. A lot of uh, take-can electric car talk. Lots of uh, Shelby. Ford v. Ferrari stunt cars. And uh, Shelby uh, Daytona, Cobra Daytona stuff. Take a deep dive. That's it. Those cars have always been super interesting to me and always a little off the beaten path. Everyone knew about the Cobras. Everyone knew about the Mustangs. Everyone knew about the GT40s. But they wouldn't know a lot about those yeah, Daytonas. Daytonas. Interesting piece. Uh, we'll get into that. First, betonline.ag, NFL Weekly Pick'em Charity Contest, everyone. Halfway through December, every game has playoff implications. Visit betonline.ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Matchups in Week 16 have the Rams at San Francisco. You don't know uh, football because you're a gearhead, but that's a must-win for the Rams. I hope my Rams can win. Buffalo, New England. God, I don't know. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a must-win for both of them. Huh? New Orleans at Tennessee. These are good games. KC, Chicago, Green Bay at the Vikings. That's another uh, another great game. Baltimore, Cleveland. That's my lock. It's an easy lock. 35 to 10 is what I say. We've got 500 bucks in rewards to give out to five listeners each week and 5000 in a season-long charity contest. You can join the conversation at hashtag sportsnetchallenge.com. Use the promo code podcast one, get a 50% sign up bonus today at betonline.ag. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. Yeah, you heard, Dick. It's time for month eight of Adam's Monthly Nut. December shipment includes a Pinot Protector wine condom. We at Corolla Drinks practice safe drinking. A man show beer stein commemorating a great TV show and a time less woke. You'll also get three samples of super-fat keto nut butters to stave off the need for a burrito at lunch. Of course, a bottle of Mangria or 33 wines and a shrimp divainer. The perfect gift to show someone just how much you love them. The $60 value is yours for only $25. Sign up for one month or keep the shipments coming. So prep your mail's box and get ready for Adam's Monthly Nut. you get it on thanks for tuning in to the last episode of the year what a decade of this uh with uh, matt the moderator deandre over there hello the sensible and fair matt the moderator deandre <laughs> oh, thank you over there that's why we get along he is sensible and he is fair we got uh, some Ford V Ferrari cars to talk about. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the new Porsche Taycan, I guess you'd say. EPA rating to get into. I'm yeah. driving the big Acura QX uh, Infinity. 80. Oh, so, Infinity. God damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't Acura have a Q or a X? M- or? MDX. MDX. Yeah. Yeah, but they had a something. Anyway, a- everything with a crossover has like an X in it so, now. Right. Yeah. It's Infinity. It is the X. Sorry. It's Infinity QX80. It's a big, luxurious uh, truckster with diamond stitching. Diamond stitching with heated and cooled seats. Oh, can I tell you how happy my bum <laughs> is, man? Me and Mike. Me and Mike went and spent the weekend in Oxnard, man. Mike pulled up to my house. I turned the heat on his seat. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, let's go to Oxnard, baby. We were trucking back and forth to Oxnard uh, the whole weekend in that big yeah. boy. Yeah, he said he drove it. He said it was great. Yeah, he's uh, Well, we just it. popped in it now, and the one feature that I really like is the infotainment has two screens. It's split screen. Mm-hmm. So if you load up CarPlay to the top screen, usually you have to go back to change your, your radio stations. It's completely below it. So now you can yeah. see all your radio and all your CarPlay at the same time. Yeah. And, and you can uh, only do it in a truck that big or like a Ram or we something. We threw Sonny in the back. Uh, Natalia going to take her and her friends up to the snow over the holidays. So uh, it's all all good in the neighborhood um we i went down and uh looked at some of the ford v ferrari cars that they used in the movie which had this weird thing where um you have to tell me about it because i don't like movie cars nate was like because they're junk (laughs) (laughs) nate was like uh hey they got some of those cars they're selling some of those cars you want to check out some of those cars and i was like i can't i'm going to oxnard tonight to do two shows yeah and I'll be there this whole weekend, so I don't have time. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, "Where's where are these cars? He's like, they're in Oxnard. <laughs> and I'm like, they're in Oxnard? Yes, they are. I'm like, okay, well, now that's different. Yeah. So Mike and I and Sonny went out there on Saturday before the show. I, all I did was like leave my house like a half hour early because the, the – here's a weird thing. I said to uh, the Porcelain Punisher, Matt Fondelier, I was like, how far is, is it from my house to the place where the cars are versus how far is it from my house to the club? And he said, he checked and he said, it's the exact same distance. Okay. I said, what are the chances this thing's going to be the exact same distance? It, now, the club to the place where the cars were were five miles apart, but from my house. Yeah, just sort of a same same difference. Yeah. So um went over there and looked at them. It, some good stories, some interesting stuff. Uh, GT40s, P3s, uh, Ferraris. Um, uh, they're movie cars, and, and movie cars are – they're sort of like when you walk up on the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. You just go, what? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can tell it's a – steering wheel from a galaxy that was just cut where they just cut like 10 inches off it made it some weird butterfly thing and then just took electrician's tape and wrapped it it like yeah everything just kind of looks like what i mean that's how movies are yeah yeah that sets are made of luon they're you know they cover them make them look like stone or whatever Mm -hmm. but they're just everything is that and there's oftentimes different versions like here's a car just for exterior shots and here's a car right. just for interior shots and right. the stunt cars with the roll cages and bracing underneath and all kinds of and they stuff. and the camera cars where the guys driving from the the back while yeah. the while the, they had that car Tanner Faust has driven that while the two stars are sitting in the car yeah and it's funny cuz i i the Peterson Museum had like the jag the crazy Jag, orange Jag supercar 
from one of the uh, 007 movies. Uh, I think at one point maybe a Batista drove it. And you walk up on it in the museum. It's this beautiful, bright, me- metallic orange. And it's got a couple of these like orange, like round stickers mm-hmm. just on the paint. I'm like, what's that? They're like, oh, that's where they drilled holes to mount cameras and stuff into the body of the car. And they just put orange stickers over there so you wouldn't notice it. And you're right. From... You know, from 10 feet away with a camera on it, like you would never notice it had stickers for the exterior shots. But in the museum, it sits there and they're like, there's a bunch of round <laughs> stickers on the car. It's interesting. Uh, the They had some Porsche, I guess, 910s or 906s or 90, not 904s. I think 910s, maybe. Find me a picture of a Porsche 910. Anyway, Subaru powered. Oh, Okay. Because not because it was air cool or the configuration or anything, just didn't have enough room for the just LS size. motor yeah, in there. And so the Subaru made a good power plant for that for that car. Yeah, nine set of nine ten we're looking at. Yeah, kind of a cool piece uh that Porsche was doing back then. Lots of cool stuff, but yes, um when you get up on when you get up on race cars, you know, we put the uh the real Ken Miles car, I mean, I've walked up on that, popped the deck and popped the hood and looked at the engine, poked mm-hmm. your head in, opened the doors, blah, blah, blah. The real Ken Miles GT40, even even that looks a little funky down. Like when you get right, when you get right up on yeah, it, yeah. it's like eh, it's, the fit and finish isn't great. Right. You know, stuff is utilitarian. Stickers were just stickers, you know, ignition and fuel switch and cutoffs are all done with those weird stampy sticker things from the 60s that were plastic. Oh, the label makers. Yeah, yeah. label makers yeah. that embossed everything. Yeah. And it all just seems pretty catch as catch can. It had to work and it did work, but you're not, you don't, when you walk up, when you walk up on a Singer Porsche, yeah, uh, Singer Porsche, <laughs> you walk up on a Singer Porsche, you walk up on one of Jonathan Ward's Icon or Ring Brothers yeah, car, yeah. or uh, even interesting for sale. Oh, damn it, Spiker. Yeah, you walk up on a Spiker, you look at that thing, you go, "Oh wow, yeah. this is nice." Oh, look at that interior. Oh, that mm-hmm. is sweet. Look at the quilt. Oh, look what. Oh, that's a good decision they made there. You walk up on the race car and it's like, eh, yeah, this seems scary. Yeah, seems difficult to get in and out. Right, of. right. I don't know what you were thinking here. And you walk up on a movie race car and it's like the next level. Yeah, of, it's the uh, next level of right. of, of yeah. hack right. hackery. So the stuff's cool. Stuff's worth something, and somebody should definitely buy it. But I don't. But I don't, but, but I don't, don't buy it because you you're thinking you're going to be rolling around town in that car and and you're going to channel your inner Ken Miles. It's right. not. It's not meant. Right. Right. For that. So uh, the uh, that's us went to the Shelby Museum. Yeah, that Shelby it. Museum uh, tour that you did that uh, Nate edited and cut in a little bit of the like Christian Bale interview that you did as well. That's up on YouTube. Uh, he sent it to me. I put it up on Facebook, and it's up on my YouTube channel as well. I'm sure it's other places, but it's, it's a up nice, on my uh, moderator YouTube It's a channel. nice little three-and-a-half-minute encapsulation of the story of Ken Miles and GT40. And if you want um, if, if you want to see the car, this is where to see the Yeah, where's the this guy's car. museum? It's in Golden. Uh, it's either in Golden or it's not Boulder. I think it's in Golden. 
I don't know, Chris. Where is it? Golden the Shelby it, Museum. Cold, this guy, uh, yeah. Boulder. It's probably Boulder. 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 It's like on the way to Golden. The Shelby American Collection. They call. It. Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've I've been to some car. Like I went to. <laughs> Me and Mike were like in Fresno and I was doing two shows Friday, like two shows Saturday. And like on a, like a Saturday, we went to like the Fresno car museum. Yeah. And it's like, you just walked through that place. It's like, that's a 1980 BMW 320i. Yeah. Sunroof delete. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay. okay. <laughs> I feel, I'd go to Costco and see I that. <laughs> chick in high school named Esty who drove one of those. But, okay. <laughs> well, this one only has 71,000 miles on it. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> wow, you don't see 14 inch rims every day. Yeah. That's 71,000. <laughs> that's, that probably put that shit up on bring a trailer and you're talking almost six grand. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And then you'd move on to like, Oh, what is that? A nine fourteen six? No, it's just one point four. Yeah, it's the small one. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you just keep looking. It's like it's like walking through a seventies parking lot. <laughs> what What's the motivation? Is like I don't somebody know. never sold their cars, or somebody was like, "I really want a, a car museum, but I just can't afford any good stuff." And then every once in a while, they'd be like, "That's a wagon that the fire department used to use in the turn of the century." You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's got a wooden wheel, um, wheels. You go to the Shelby Museum in Boulder, it is not that. No. You are like... But it doesn't seem like a lot of fanfare at the Shelby Museum. It wasn't like roped off on a podium with lights around it. The guy was like standing next to it, and you're like, how much is it worth? He's like, I don't know, $28 million maybe. 25 35 <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, he fired on up uh, the yeah. uh, Cobra Daytona that they had. They had a couple Cobra Daytonas they mm-hmm. had had some really significant GT40s. Um, this the, the museum is so chock-a-block filled with awesome yeah. Shelby stuff and Ford stuff that it's like you're like walking and he's like pointing at a 289 Cobra and he's like this won the USAC championship in 1966. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> Just keep walking. Like I, it's not even. It's yeah. it's not a Daytona. It's not a GT40. Like uh. they have eight, five or eight of the most significant Cobras in the world. There, yeah. ones that won the championship with Bondurant driving all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, I don't have time for that one. Let's, let's go <laughs> let's look go at the GT40s. It. Like it's insane how crazy those cars are and from an investment standpoint i've always said uh, the gt40s are undervalued the the daytona's undervalued in the crazy collector car world and uh they got those cars and they bought them right how how big is that museum how many cars are in there do do you think i i suspect I, I think I asked, and I think the answer was 10,000 square foot. Okay. It's not huge. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's serviceable. It's nice. Yeah. It's not yeah, yeah. massive. Kind of, sort of one thing that's nice about it is its size. Um, I would say that there's probably 20 to 20, 18 to 25 cars. But they're and ones, a couple of hundred million dollars worth. But yeah, they're all cars you want to know about. Yeah. There's nothing in there just for the sake of yeah. being there. It's not uh, Ken Lingenfeld. 
<laughs> God love the guy, but it's like this is a 308 that's got low miles on it, 79, you know, six cylinder. Like there is none of that. It's all crazy yeah. history and crazy, like crazy stories. Right. And it, it's, it is, it is. Yeah. Oh, there's an overall picture. Super, super impressive up. stuff. No kits, yeah. no nothing. And if there's a 289 Cobra street car in there, it's the first one. Or it's the one <laughs> Steve McQueen owned. Or it's not yeah, just that. Something it's, really significant. It's not just like, hey, it's a 289, it's clean, it's a million bucks. That ain't in there. There's a story. So uh, I don't know how you do it, but the guys are real nice. Just go check it out. Who's, whose collection is it? Who funds the museum? Did we look this up at one Miller. point? It's, 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 it's Larry Miller. Oh, yeah, Larry Miller, but not that Larry Miller. And it's Bill Murray who runs the thing. <laughs> That's right. That's why it was ringing a bell. Larry Miller owns it and Bill Murray runs it. Mike August <laughs> had to repeat that to me like 28 times. Yeah. Like, Larry Miller, Bill <laughs> Murray. And I'd be like, okay. These are common names. These are common names, Mike. Yeah, yeah. but come on. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's firing up the... The GT, sorry, the Daytona. That car number 13. He's in the museum. <laughs> Cars are God, crazy. Good. God, it's, yeah. right, it's right in the museum. Firing that thing up. <laughs> um, the, um, the thing about the, it took the whole, it's crazy. Max Pata. Yeah. A GT, sorry, a Shelby Daytona sold at Meekum or Russo Steel. Could have been Meekum. And it sold like eight to 10 years ago for like 7 million bucks or 6.7 million bucks. 7.25 million. Oh, all in on that. Yeah. At Meekum? Meekum? Yes. 2009. I'm so, yeah. I'm so far off. Yeah. Way off. No one believed me. When That's I why I had to correct you. Yeah. <laughs> 7.2. Was that number 13? Was that the same car? No, number 26. 26. Number 26. What is the history of that car? So I remember going 10 years ago, like $7 million, a lot of money for a yeah. car, but mm-hmm. what's that car worth now? I don't know. You think it's doubled? Oh, it's, yeah. I, I think it's more than doubled. Yeah. Um, when we were when we were at uh, Goodwood Revival, and uh, Pete Brock was there, they were celebrating Pete Brock, and they had a bunch of the uh, Daytonas there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys were kicking around then a few years ago, fourteen, fifteen million dollar numbers. Yeah, but now the movies out, and now the movies out, and the GT forties are. 30 or 40. Yeah. I, I, th- I think we've gone over 20 or yeah, we're about I would, 20. I would, I would think so. Mm. Yeah. I like the Daytonas. I always thought they were the cool looking version of it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I wish I could have co- talked my dad 10 years ago into buying that car. Yeah. It'd be sell worth 20 couple, million today. Sell, sell a couple trumpets or. <laughs> <laughs> what? The- so this is the first, the one that sold was the first of two new cars built for the 65 season. It was raced a total of nine times that year, scoring class wins at Nurburgring and at Reims. So that was the European when they went and won the Europe. They won the manufacturer's championship in Europe, I think. Yeah, so it secured the world championship for Shelby after its racing career is prominently featured in the motion picture Redline 7000. Mm. It was a, a 
uh, owned by Bob Bondurant for a while. Mm. So, but that's a cool car because it was one of the Shelby factory cars. Not later when they had the privateers running them because they were doing the GT forties. The private. Well, sorry, um, but I'll think of the guy's uh, name who was in the Shelby dock, but um, his. Son was in the dock. He yeah, ran the, them. The British kid. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah um, I forgot. He, he ran them in in Europe. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a privateer, but it wasn't, and it was bond around driving and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a Shelby car, but it wasn't. Shelby wasn't with it, like going to Daytona, right? With it and stuff like that. Now I would probably reckon that one that ran Daytona and especially ran Le Mans, that thing didn't run Le Mans. Mm-hmm. If that thing had ran Le Mans, like the one that ran Le Mans, won its class in Le Mans. Yeah. Be good, good what, are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah. 25? Big money. Um, I can't think of that kid's name. Uh, that was, it was um, the team ran it over there. He was in charge. He's a sort of a name you guys would recognize. Yeah, yeah. And, and I uh, forgot he has his a name. sort of regular kind of English name. It's not, it's like Ken Miles or something. But anyway. He, uh, that was the story about they didn't want to ship them back. Shelby didn't want to pay for <laughs> yeah. them. All right. them I'll machine. buy you 30 seconds with Castrol Edge. Heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown. Rob, your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in a loss of performance of up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. Helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance for your car. Three times. Three times. Stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. It is Castrol Edge. All right, what's that guy's name? Um, uh, Could you give me more more stuff? Alan Mann? Mann. Alan 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 Mann. Mann Henry Mann. Alan Mann. I don't know how the internet works, but whoever ran the uh, Daytonas in uh, Europe in uh, the 60s was... uh, Alan Mann. I racing. just went to uh, your doc, Shelby you American, go. on uh, IMDb. Oh, love it. Scrolled through the names. You <laughs> are you for simple, simple acts like that. Um, yeah, and by the way, uh, if you want to go to Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y, we are shipping uh, Blu-rays out of the Shelby dock, which have a lot unseen footage of races that yeah. we did not, uh, that, that was unearthed and no one has ever laid eyes on, so... Get that. And Uppity is now finally shipping. I tell you what, you know what? Another, I think if you hurry, you can still get it in time for Christmas is, well, we got a couple of those movie posters. We got the Shelby and the 24-hour war. Yeah, people love posters. those. Uh, they love those Shelby That's posters. That's a nice little hang them up in your garage. In yeah. Your, in your man cave. I said a, in, in your kitchen. Re- really high quality uh, posters. And I just had a weird thought, which is... is some of the posters uh, I sign and I'm like signing over Shelby's head and uh, the, 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 uh, and the Shelby famously signed a thousand glove box. Yeah. Yeah. Flaps. Right. The number, the 13 Daytona and Boulder is what, what's the history on that Daytona Max Banner? So this is the second coupe built and uh, it competed in nine FIA races, Le Mans, Reims, Goodwood, Taurus, et cetera. Oh, it's Le Mans, too. Yeah, won four FIA events, won Le Mans in 64. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that's why it's in that museum. Yeah, wow. Taurus Trophy, Daytona, Sebring. And uh, it was driven by Dan Gurney, Bob Bondurant, uh, Maurice Trig- uh, Trintignant. And, uh, and in 64, Gurney and Bondurant clocking over 196 miles per hour on the Molson Strait <sighs> took first place. That 
car's worth a lot. That's a cool of money. car to have. Yeah. yeah. So that one's even better than the one. It is. Yeah. And that mofo probably bought that thing in O two for yeah. you know two point seven million yeah. bucks or something like that. Damn it. See, Lamar car. That's Let's go to Lamar. What are we doing? What's our twenty twenty plan? We got to go to Lamar. Let's go to Lamar. Have Mike August sell some shit over there so we can go. <laughs> All right. I want him driving that uh, micro bus. The too. micro bus. <laughs> we fixed that thing with a Sharpie. It was, we rented a black rental. It was like a front-wheel drive Volkswagen bus. Diesel. The, yeah. And, uh, and right-hand drive. And uh, we were in a parking garage by, by the airport or something and kind of scraped the side and we didn't notice until we got all the way out to the house at, at Chichester Airbnb yeah yeah and uh, it was raining and then uh, I think you buffed it out with some toothpaste before we found more stuff in that garage we had to turn it in but we had some damage so we had to go full MacGyver yeah and we didn't have any rubbing compound or anything so no, no, no. you use toothpaste but I don't know who rents a black van like you never see that they're all like you know white or something or maybe silver and uh so we just hit it with a Sharpie, and when we returned it, it was pouring rain. And the people like kind of looked out the window, like, yeah, looks okay to me. We were like, let's get out of here. It's your problem now. Yeah. We just went out. It just had like Sharpie lines, like two feet long, all along the the passenger side, which would have been the left side. But Mike was driving like an insane man in that thing. But I got to tell you, sort of like when I told you last show or so that – I got the Nissan mini truck and yeah, I'd load that thing up with as much many sh- 10 sheets of pl- plywood and just bottom out the axle in the back and just drive that thing everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. just bulletproof, just drop a gear going up the cold water pass. And we had, I don't know, six dudes, seven dudes, camera equipment, everything in that minivan, yeah. everything. The key it's funny because I'm going to make a very valid and interesting and cogent point here. Electric cars have torque on demand, and mm-hmm. that's what we like about them. That's the feeling, the speed, the whatever. And diesel has a lot more torque. And you couldn't take six, seven dudes. You know, we had camera crew, equipment, everything. Pile six, seven dudes into one vehicles that had a – 1.6 or 1.8 liter four banger in it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. At a certain point, guys were looking at the picture. But the point, the point is this: we couldn't pack all those dudes into that vehicle and all that equipment and have under a two liter four banger if it wasn't diesel, right? Because wouldn't be enough torque to get moving. Yeah, if it was a high revving. Uh, straight, you know, four cylinder, yeah. we just couldn't get out of first gear. Right. Or we couldn't get out of the parking lot. But that thing scooted all over Europe. Mike drove like an asshole. Over sidewalks, medians, people's yelling at neighbors. Gardens yelling at people. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. <laughs> Fuck off. The like, lady goes, he's going the wrong way down the road. And this nice little old British lady, she's like, excuse me, sir. You're going the wrong way. He goes, shut up. <laughs> he looks out the window. He's like, yelling. Shut up. We're, we're 2-0 and in world wars. We're 2-0. He's yelling at everybody. Back to back. 
world <laughs> war oh then that guy like tried to flag world us world down there's that guy that was like flagging us down and we wanted to go straight so he like ran right through the guy like you know dawson was there and and, and i don't like hit the flag or something he had like the orange flag he was waving he he's is. like this road's closed you can't go mike's like but if we just pretend we don't see him he's dressed the, and head to toe orange the reason why people don't like americans abroad is because <laughs> of mike, mike august it's mike so <laughs> when we when we were done with the whole four or five days with that minivan going all over the place oh, hill and dale yeah. and curbs and whatnot i think still i think it had five eighths of a uh tank yeah we didn't use that diesel I, we, we didn't, use, we didn't use half a tank mm. crazy i mean that yeah. is nutty and, and that drive to the airport and back is far you know, oh, like yeah, to Chichester, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was a it was a haul. So speaking of mileage, we got the Taycan. Yeah, so the Porsche. Everyone's saying the Porsche electric vehicle, the the Taycan or the Taycan. Uh, like everything's great about it. The performance is great. The handling's great. It's the best driving electric. And people are like, okay, what's going to be the flaw? And uh, if there is a flaw, it's the two hundred and one mile range. And uh, the somewhat inefficient battery in it. I don't really want to compare it to a Model Three because the Model Three is so much less expensive. But the Tesla does. But the 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 MPGe the miles per gallon equivalent is is like half that of of the Model Three. And the charging. I know when we met with them. At Monterey, and we did the tour of the prototype car. It was called the Mission E at the time. Oh, the Porsche Taycan, yeah. The Porsche. Yeah. And they were saying it's going to be a super fast charging, and it's going to have 300-mile range. Well, the infrastructure for the super fast charging isn't really there. They're always you know, they're always like, like, we could do it, but nobody can do yeah, it. Yeah, they're always like, it'll charge fully in 40 minutes. And then yeah. I go, fully? 40 minutes? Fully. 40 minutes. Like, you go from... No charge, a full charge in 40 minutes. And they go, yep. And I go, so, okay. So I can just go home and plug this thing in and it'll get fully charged in 40 minutes. And they're like, yes, if you have a 700 amp panel and a four phase electrical system that's good for 240, yes. And then you'll go, well, wait a minute. I'm not a defense contractor. I just (laughs) live in a house. Why would I have that? And they go, Oh, well, in that case, it would take nine hours. And I go, okay. You know the part where I kept repeating it? Like, I just kept repeating it. I just right. kept repeating it. Yeah. I if kept you repeating worked it. at a nuclear power plant, right. then you could get that you thing charged. You drove it into one of the generators. <laughs> right. So, no. But also, anytime someone goes, you'll get a full charge in 40 minutes, and you, it, the answer is not at your house, you won't. Right. And by the way, which means not anywhere publicly either. You're not right. going to go to the Santa Monica Mall and plug it in. Like, there's no. They have that thing where they're going to put a supercharger station and, you know, in Baker, California. And, and, and then I. They, say, and they then do what? that thing. You can't thing where it's use like, the Tesla ones. You, you go in, you have a cup of coffee, you come back, you had a full charge. It's like, all right, except for now. No. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I do like the charging platform cookie sheet that you pull onto. I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah, I don't know if we're there yet. yet. Uh, like we're like right now, we're just in. seeing that technology like on our phones and stuff. I can go home and just slap the phone on on the pad and it charges. Right. You know, even through the case, even through my phone case. So, so. the the Taycan is what compared to the Model 
X so, so, uh, three. Well, to the Model three, three, it's like it's it's roughly half the MPG E, I guess is is the proper term. Um, but you know, and it's going to cost more to charge. It, the battery's not as efficient. Um, but I don't know. It's like if you're buying that car, do you care? Like, no. I mean, it would have been nice you know. if it was if it was 250, 280 miles. Like, there isn't really anything out there. Well, what's the EPA when they say 201? What do they mean? So, so okay. So, our our EPA ratings here in the U.S. are different than in Europe. Europe still does sort of the two-cycle, which everybody out here complained about. The two-cycle was just like freeway and city. But mm-hmm. now we have to do a five-cycle. We have to do like on and off the freeway and the city and the stop and go and the whatever to get it more accurate because so many people were complaining about the accuracy of – Right. Max Apata, what's the range of the Tesla 3? So the long range is 310 to 325. But what's the EPA rated? If that is that, then yeah. that's that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the EPA the, like could the miles be round, per gallon. Could there's be. like an MPGE. Well, what I'm so no, they what, have three. What? They have three different versions. Um, but the EPA rated all electric range of the standards 240. The long range is 310. Okay, so 201, not not that. Not as impressive. Not as impressive. And and the Jaguar I-Pace, I think it was 230 or I, 235. I, I told you the over-unders are like 200. Yeah. If you can get past 200, you're, you're well, good. Which is funny because that's why we brought this up because it's 201, and I knew that 200 number was, was something we talked about before. But now 201, though, for the, sort of this price range and anything else out there that's electric, you know, like – but you know, Leaf and Bolt and right. and, and Tesla and I Pace and, and yeah, and I think the Volts discontinued, yeah. but there's the, uh, they're all over this number now. Yeah, this is about prestige. This is about being the first guy on the block mm-hmm. to have one. But as we say, I've been saying and will continue to say, three years from now you're going to get this thing and it's going to have a 300 mile range and that'll be perfect and and the reality is is you know mike and i were just going back and forth to oxnard last weekend and we used up a lot of fuel what i needed to do is when i pulled back up at uh 1 a.m on friday night i didn't i just need you know if i'm driving the take hand i just plug it in and go inside the house yeah. watch little tv and go to bed you know yeah, yeah. and then repeat rinse and repeat you know what i mean like I, that's all i needed it's 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 really once the range gets to the point where you can go to oxnard and back in an evening then it doesn't really matter past that so to get to oxnard and back would have burnt up 150 worth of range yeah. Let's say the way yeah. Mike drives, all right? All right. So if the range <laughs> yeah. is 200, I'm plugging it in before I go to bed. But you know what? If it's 250, I'm still plugging it in before I go to bed. Right. So yeah. even if it's 300, I'm probably plugging it in before I go to bed. So <clears throat> what's the difference? As long as I, I mean, I know what it is. You, you, you won't get to Santa Barbara in back from where I live. You'll just get to Santa Barbara and you'll have to do it. And and I get that. But I'm saying like for me, for like the way I do things and how I drive, as long as I can just come in at night and plug it in, I'm in pretty decent shape. Right. And now we have uh, uh, we have mobile services, I think, that are popping up that will deliver fuel and fill up your car. All right. Although I'm 
I still think we should dig up the parking lot, put 200 gallons underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, when you roll up in here, just have somebody walk out there and fill it up. And then the, then the big tanker truck comes by yeah. once a month. Yeah. God, I wonder what that business is going to look like with all the E. I wonder if there's going to be an E version of that business. Yeah. I think that, uh, that all the mobile trucks that come to your house to fill up your car with fuel should be electric vehicles. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they should all just plug in. Right. Fill up and then right. come to your house quietly. Right. And give you, ironically, the fuel. Give you right. the fuel, yeah. Hit Geico. Geico. Uh, everybody's got a to do list. Maybe you're, after you're uh, doing some Christmas shopping, doing some holiday shopping, where you're going to add a bunch of things to that list. You can add, save hundreds of dollars to that list, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. So you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. If you just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you'll do today. Go to Geico.com. Geico. All right. Uh, go to uh, AdamCrolla.com. I'm doing live shows all over the place so we can uh, say hi. When we're doing those <clears throat> live shows, Chicago, God, Paps, Blue Ribbon. Milwaukee, Paps, Milwaukee Chicago, Cleveland, Indianapolis. Cleveland. Yeah. Go do that. Uh, what do you got, Motorator? And, uh, uh, you can follow me, all my stuff up on Motorator and social media. And then, of course, Chassis, the, the movies, the DVDs, the Blu-rays with the extra features, the movie posters. So much there now. All the good really stuff. filling out. If you're a car guy, just go to Chassis and check it out. Until next time, Adam Crow for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.